0: Welcome to Six Pack Discussions, where Cody and Jared take on the biggest, most talked about headlines with logic, passion, and a six pack of beer. If you're
1: listening, we challenge you to take an unbiased view of the world, because we know these conversations are complicated. So sit down, crack a beer, and welcome a new perspective. Okay, coming in with a new episode from Six Pack Discussion, guys, you got Jared and Cody as always, and uh, we are drinking a ballast point this is, I'm guessing this is an IPA or...
0: Sculpin IPA. Sculpin
1: IPA. Yeah. Uh, Jared's picked so. today. Yeah. So we will uh, talk about it in about 20 minutes or so. You never You're, had this? You know, I, I can't say I can remember. I will what? say, though, do, do all of their cans have this, uh, this fish on it? The lionfish? Or actually, maybe a scorpion fish. Sure. Because I've had a, a, a beer with that kind of fish
0: on it before. So sure. maybe I've had this. So anyways, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Jerry, what are we talking about today, man? Today we're going to be talking about uh, should billionaires exist. Ooh. In the news as of late, uh, there's been a multitude of publications as of late, being, uh, putting out various statistics, you know, a billionaires created in the world every 26, 30 hours, whatever it is, you know, yeah. depending on what you read is what you, uh, what you glean from that. But yeah, so should billionaires exist.
1: I love this. And... Um, you probably recall when I put this on the list because I had a conversation with one of our coworkers. Vividly, yeah. Um, and you know, for all of our listeners, Jerry kind of heard the
0: story a little bit, but for 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 everybody, um, probably about maybe I think I'm going to say year six. Ago. I thought it was a long. It was right when we first started this podcast. I thought,
1: yeah, you know, it was probably close to that. You're probably right. And so I threw this on the list way down. Um, you know, I, I, at the point in time, I don't think it was that big of a contention. No, it wasn't. And it's kind of weird. It's, it's risen. You know, it's being on the rise of more and more people that are wanting to talk about it. Well, I think it's because the pandemic created so many billionaires. Yeah, so people are getting pissed. One hundred percent. And so, anyways, I was having this conversation with a, a gal in the office, and um, I forget how it came up. I think there was, I think it was actually it was the a week
0: book recommendation that you made. I thought
1: no, no, it was actually the week that Jeff Bezos went up into space. So whatever that week was, it was that week because Jeff had just went up into space okay. with his new Galaxy One or whatever his uh, space company is. And uh, I was chatting with somebody and I was like, man, can you believe uh, Jeff just went up to space wearing that cowboy hat? How crazy looking <laughs> was he? You know, what is he thinking? He's well, like, it was a,
0: like the youngest astronaut, the oldest astronaut. Yeah, kind of cool. His brother, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, she's like, yeah, can you believe, it's just disgusting what he's using his money for. And I was like, well, it is his money. So, you know, he can kind of use it however he won. And she said, well, he shouldn't have it. And I was like, well, that's an interesting take. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And, and she had said, well, he shouldn't. He's, he has way too much money. And I was like, well, he doesn't really have all that money. And we'll get into that, really. But you know, I think that at that point in time, it was $200 billion, he was, his net worth was. And uh, she's like, well, there's so many things that he could be doing with that money instead of going up into space. And I was like, that's true, 100% but it is still his money to do whatever he wants to. Just like, you know, you have some money in the bank, I'm not going to tell you what to do your money with. Like I don't I'm not going to tell you to go spend, you know, on canned goods and go donate them or something. <clears throat> and so we had a bit of a conversation and went back and forth a little bit. And how it ended, and I think this is where the crux oh of Oh my gosh. Yeah. The crux of this entire yeah. conversation is like the said, climax. Yeah. Is <clears throat> I said, "Okay, so let's say we we say, nope, you're not allowed to have that money anymore. Billionaires, sorry, you're gonna, we're going to take your money from you, from the government. We're going to start putting it into welfare programs, food stamps, whatever it may be. Um, what if they just say no? What do you do? You take it. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what, what do you mean take it? Like, what, what? They say, no, you're not going to have access to my bank account. She says, well, you, you just go up to them, and you essentially take it, like you force them. And I was like, sounds like you're putting a gun to their head. And I was like, well, that's see see how that, you just, you turned a kind of a, a good thing into a evil thing. Like, now you're being almost immoral. By now, you're forcing somebody to give up their things. He's like, well, for this type of situation, it's actually fine. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of got to the idea is that she didn't mind taking or even getting rid of a person because of their money. And for the record, guys, she actually did say kill him. Yeah. When I said get rid of, I guess I was trying to be PD. I don't no, know no, why. No, no, I. I Sorry. Yeah, she said. Th- this was a she horrible said, story. Uh, "Yeah, she said. Well, we don't really need them anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of them." Yeah, okay. And I was like, "Ooh!"
0: So hopefully, that's a good opener for this little story. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a good opener, you guys should just switch podcasts. Now, I mean, if your interest doesn't peak, so that's the that's the basis of or the why behind this this podcast. And this wasn't a a fan choice yeah. or anything like that this is purely just a conversation that i had overheard and, and cody and a co of ours had uh, a little while ago and luckily by sheer happenstance it's actually been a pretty hot topic in the news
1: yeah well you had aoc at the met gala last year wearing the big tax the rich dress remember that how much were those hoodies again expensive i think they're like 89 bucks or yep. you know probably one of the most expensive hoodies out there yep. right she's trying to make money off of them yeah um But still, tax the rich. You got um, senators like Senator Elizabeth Warren. You got Bernie Sanders, Sanders uh, Representative AOC. All these people uh, are essentially
0: pushing for wealth taxes of some sort. Wealth taxes, yeah. Um, You know what's wild is, I'm trying to pull up the source. I apologize, man. But have you looked at the data points as far as, you know, Generation X, Generation Z and millennials and boomers and everything, as far as you know, their are views on capitalism. Because the only way I I guess that's the lie. that's not the only way. In America, the way that you are able to accumulate that wealth is, is via assets, starting companies, investing properly, et cetera, right? I mean that that's really the the yeah. basis of it is capitalism. Yeah,
1: I think I think almost all the billionaires on the list, um, you know, either you're gonna inherit it or you're gonna be self made to some extent with usually a business of some sort, right?
0: Right. And, man, shoot, I'm flipping through every tab that I had open that I was doing the, the stats on. But it was wild how few people right now in our generation of millennials that support capitalism as opposed to socialism. So
1: um, when you say few, are you saying like 20% support? or is So, uh,
0: shoot, I wish I had the stats, but it was, it was wild. So let's say uh, millennials, for example. Only 40% right now support capitalism. and I would 60% imagine, are socialism.
1: Really? And I would imagine like um, Gen... Uh, Z. You no, know, uh, prior. Um, I'm thinking like boomers. Gen X and boomers. They're probably like 90-10. Uh, d-
0: the boomers were 20. I do remember the boomers
1: were 20. 20% supporting socialism? Yeah. Okay. Because they grew up in an era where communism, of course, was highly publicized as bad, right? And communism is essentially on the same path towards socialism in, in yeah, most cases. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, that's interesting. So, sixty percent of millennials, which is our generation, are stating that socialism is a better way, um, a better economy than than capitalism. You're saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, because they are saying that the rich, the, the billionaires, have too much money. Yeah, and the socialism thing, I don't want to go. Down. We should actually do a whole episode on
1: types of economies. We'll let's we'll add that to the list. That'd actually, be kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, socialism. What's the difference between capitalism and socialism? Um, but if you look at all the countries out there that are more of a socialist type of world, you have like China, you have uh, the old Soviet Union, um, which still Russia exists. There are still billionaires, right?
0: Oh, shoot. Okay, I oh, found it. I found it. I apologize. So, uh, yeah, as Forbes point out, a Gallup poll found that 56% of Americans reported having a positive view of capitalism. Only, 40, only 56% of Americans as a whole. Okay, 37% reported a positive view of socialism for young Americans 18 to 29 51% had a positive view of socialism and only 45% had a positive view of capitalism Wow Look, Isn't that wild though man? Yeah The majority have a positive view
1: of socialism It's probably our education system probably not showing them the value of what capitalism is because all capitalism is is voluntary trade like at, at a simple, at the simplest most simplistic manner, all capitalism is, is voluntary trade. I don't you, know if you can simplify it better than that. No, but. no,
0: no. I, I think that's a perfect justification. But you know right? what? One thing that really got me interesting. So I'd be a liar if I said, you know, I, I've been annoyed at the quote-unquote tax loopholes and tax breaks and stuff like that. It's like, whatever. Like, yeah, you know, clickbaity almost at this point. But then I think a reasonable person would agree that, okay, you know, they, they should pay their, their fair share, whatever the, the government at the time dictates, right? And, you know, nothing more, nothing less, right? Mm-hmm. Your fair share just like you and I pay our fair share. Yeah. Uh, as, as appropriate. And then all of a sudden, my view drastically changed with Mr. Elon Musk. Oh, on how much money he made? No, no, no. On the justification for not taxing billionaires. Oh, yeah. It's a gr- he has a great quote. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shoot. If I'm going to screw it up, it's something to the effect of I... Uh, taxes or, you know, taxing me is improper tax allocation or or asset allocation, right? Bingo. And he goes, I am clearly established myself as better at asset allocation, i.e. I've created thousands of jobs, multiple companies. I I run Fortune 500 companies, Mm -hmm. right? The ROI on what I do. Exactly. Is far greater than the trillions of dollars of debt that the US government has proven to be in. Exactly. So he goes, you you actually should. And uh, dude, my whole freaking world changed with that that quote. It's a genius
1: quote, and it's, such a, it's also it's under- so short. It's underlooked. It's so short. It's like two sentences he states, and it just it epitomizes what the best leaders of capitalism can do, right? A good capitalist can take very little resources and make the pie immensely bigger. Yep. Where the government, unfortunately, takes the resources and usually makes the pie a bit smaller.
0: And then somehow gets blood out of the turnip and continues to go actually decrease. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if, if, negative. If exactly. You know, if you
1: think of bureaucracy, right, it's like governments keep on getting larger in most cases. And not only our government, but most governments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the actual people at the end of the line, right, the food stamp actual yep. users, they're getting less
0: and less. Yeah, man. so I, I know Warren Buffett and, and Bill Gates have gone public for the last few years as far as, you know, they don't feel like they're paying yeah, their enough. fair share in taxes and they should, all that stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever, again, noted, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've always been a kind of a fan of the flat tax, Yeah, personally. And there's the pitfalls in there. That's its own episode. I don't want to get down to that yet. But Elon Musk single-handedly changed my view on billionaires and wealth tax and taxes in general for people that have proven... Because you and I, you know, I, I think you and I are savvy with money, but yeah. we have never created any jobs. Yeah. We, we'd, in a way, deserve to be taxed, right? We yeah. have not proven yeah. that we are master asset allocators. No. So, therefore, we deserve to pay. Elon, Jeff, Warren, all these people that are, Bill, have proven time and time again over the last five decades, right, <laughs> plus. Yeah, and just to give you guys a hard example of this, right, we're talking about als-
1: a- asset allocation, Let's say the government says, wow, Cody, you know what? You seem like a kind of a smart guy. Jared, mm-hmm. you seem kind of like a smart guy. You guys got this podcast. Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, we're going to give you a million dollars to get this thing going, to hire more people to asset allocate because mm-hmm. you, you're going to create growth in the economy locally or, or whatever. Maybe you're going to create jobs and create more wealth for other people around you. Yep. So we get that million dollar grant. How much of that do we blow? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <sighs> Exactly. So that is what we're talking about when we say asset allocation. Yeah. If the government or an investor or somebody that you know gives you money, how much of that are you actually going to be responsible for and actually use it properly? Right. Asset allocation in the positive manner, like somebody like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, invest in, in good ideas, or how much of it do you unfortunately go buy a new pair of Jordans? Go buy, you know, a new hat, A or new car, new house. Exactly. And now all of a sudden, that's not
0: you're not creating wealth there. Mm. You're just you're just buying stuff. Well, you're creating wealth for other people, and that's honestly what happened during the pandemic. people them. just had this huge influx in cash. The majority of Americans got what fourteen and sixteen hundred dollars yeah. multiple times, and they bought shit with it.
1: There's a reason. Consumables. There's a reason
0: why Jeff got a divorce at the beginning of the pandemic, gave away half his money or uh, quote unquote money. Yeah. you know, assets. And came out of the pandemic richer than ever. People love
1: buying stuff on Amazon, and they liked it a lot more when they got
0: free money from the government. And they were just dicking around all day long. Like, man, I could really use another blah blah blah. New and TV. Amazon filled that blah blah blah. I have a perfect story about this, actually. So, um, you know, but you know, actually, I understand the podcast is about billionaires, but let's take one step back and one step back to the left. Is obviously millionaires, right? And again, you know, you and I have touched on this previously. That uh, you know, it's so difficult to become a millionaire, right? It's it's this unfathomable. Achievement, you know. To your point, though, that you shared in the podcast, I believe the number two or three job is widely known for not that being well compensated than teachers. And then, of course, what's going to hear? Well, they just inherited that money. So I did a little bit of research on how many millionaires now I get. I, I couldn't really find a billionaire yeah. stat here. So I, I start with billion, millionaires from Dave Ramsey. You know, a
1: lot less than you think.
0: Only twenty-one percent of millionaires received any inheritance at all. Oh my gosh! And what I mean by that—it means is that they
1: may not even get a small amount from their exactly. parents. Exactly. So, so even that twenty-one percent could have just
0: very small inheritances. Only sixteen percent of millionaires received an inheritance more than a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Only sixteen percent. So we're looking at let's just eighty-four percent of millionaires yeah. received less than they're self-made millionaires. That's what that means.
1: They 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 saved. They, they built a business.
0: Wow! How much? Of a percentage, now that you kind of know that I'm, I'm yeah. working my way down, of a percentage, how many people inherit $1 million or more? 4%. Oh, shit. Three. No. Only 3% yeah. of people inherit yeah. over a $1 million. I
1: didn't know that, but I, yeah. I already kind of had a taste in my mouth. I, that. I mean, it's one of those things like-
0: It's not that many it, often. It's, it, it, it's one of those things where people just have this defeatist attitude. Like, oh- well, My parents weren't rich. Exactly. I won't be rich. Exactly. Exactly. It, so, anyways, I clear, didn't want to de- I, I didn't want to derail the conversation about billionaires too much, but no. I just thought that was wildly interesting. The data points there. I love that. So,
1: how many? Uh Billionaires right now are in the U.S. These are always fun number on Forbes.
0: Five hundred
1: and twenty-seven. I got six sixty-four. Oh, okay. Maybe I read an outdated article. Yeah, yeah. Six sixty-four as of right now, guys. That number goes up and down daily. Just yeah, so I mean because you know. it's with stocks. Exactly. Most of the stuff is going to be with company owners. Hold on, hold on. So
0: they don't have a billion dollars
1: in their checking account. Ah, calm down, Jerry. Calm down. <laughs> We're gonna get there. Okay, so uh, those six hundred and sixty-four billionaires. How much money do they completely own altogether? If you add Ooh. all their net worths together.
0: I'm gonna go 3.5 trillion. Woo, 4.18 trillion dollars. And it's really interesting the difference in uh, publications you read. I had 3.5 in my sources, so.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, my number my, probably more up to date. Yeah, my clearly 2021 or whatever. My or,
0: girl. I mean, my number might be up to date because given the stock market. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're in the last two months, probably yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, the world. So this is the number that gets kind of thrown around. The world's billionaires hold all of the money. (laughs) $12.7 trillion. Guys, we spend a lot more than that as a U.S. government every year. So $12.7 trillion is held by billionaires. So this is a weird thing. This would equate. if If you were to say, hey, you know what? Billionaires should not exist. We should take their money and equally distribute it to all people on Earth. And you've seen these... News reporters on Twitter and things like that get this horribly wrong when they say, oh, if we took all the billionaire's money, everyone would have $20 million. You've seen these. And oh, I've, and I've, I've seen the errors I've, in math. Yeah. I love forwarding these to you. For all of our listeners, <coughs> I did the math for you. I actually checked it three times. Because oh, because
0: this is recorded. <laughs> it, it is. Well,
1: it's just one of those things. It's like, it doesn't seem right. But when you take $12.7 trillion and you divide it by all the Seven people on eight. earth. Yeah, you're. You're. It's actually almost eight billion now. Are we at eight 7. billion? Seven point seven. Jeez. It, it ends up to be about sixteen hundred bucks. Mm. So actually, a stimulus a stimulus payment, one time payment, and if everybody just thinks back that when you got your stimulus check two years ago for sixteen hundred bucks, did that change your life forever? There might be some people, and I even wrote in my notes, there might be some people that were able to pay rent maybe that month, a full in full. Maybe you were able to buy uh, organic vegetables and fruits at the grocery store for the very first time ever. But that was for one, one moment in time. It really, $1,600 as a one-time payment is probably not going to change your life forever. Now, I'm sure there's a couple of outliers, of course. <clears throat> but for the majority of people, this is not a uh, game-changing amount of money.
0: I think you're spot on, man. And look, you know, to, to the government's credit, I think, I hope, I don't know, I hope their, their best of intention was, was truly had in, in issuing of the various stimulus check they did, but I, I don't know, man. It, it's one of those things where there is just no way in hell you can, and to your credit and to your point, I'm sure there are outliers, right? Yeah. I guarantee there's a listener out there like, oh my gosh, you have no idea what I did with that $1,600, yeah. right? But it's one of those things, man, I where- I bought
1: like three Bitcoins,
0: Ooh, no, No, you didn't. You couldn't. couldn't. (laughs) Um, If that that fourteen hundred or sixteen hundred, however much it was, if that truly changed your life, moved your needle at all, you have deep-rooted issues. And, And 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 so many people were dependent on it and pissed off when it was there and when it wasn't, and then when the government was delaying and all this stuff. You know, I I don't know, man. I think I would think that was a horrible move, and I think from the inflation rate, I think it's proving to be a horrible move.
1: Well. That sixteen hundred dollars. Let's say you did receive that. The inflation rate that we're all getting affected right now. You're going to spend more than sixteen hundred dollars this year. Oh hell yeah! And in in gas, in In groceries. groceries, If you bought a used car, if you bought a home, all of those things have added up to probably ten twenty thousand dollars more. If we did not have stimulus checks go out,
0: you know. And guys just so, so you know I, I don't want, I don't want to be an asshole or anything yeah. but do, do you want to break down what an inflation rate means? So all right, so let's say just for uh, round numbers I make $50,000, mm-hmm. right? I got a 4% rate or 5% raise, right? Yeah. So what is that? $55,000? No, no, no. 525. Yep. 525.
1: Five. Yep. 5 And there's a 10% inflation rate, which we're pretty close to right now. Yeah. That means Can you
0: describe my purchasing power now?
1: Now it's forty-seven fifty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I literally lost money, despite I'm feeling good. I come home yeah. on cloud nine, baby girl. I just got a 5% five percent raise. That's awesome. Everyone else only got a two percent raise. I mean, I got a five. I'm you actually hours. got a
1: five percent um, decrease in pay.
0: Yeah, purchasing power.
1: Yeah. So you know, last year you were able to buy X amount of groceries. You were able to buy five percent less in groceries this year because of inflation. Inflation is the Tax on the middle class that no one realizes occurs and 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 it's funny because it it affects the middle class more than any other group of people because Most of wealthy people don't have actual cash. They have all their wet we're gonna get into this most of their net worth locked up in stocks locked up in business ownership And guess what those things will track with inflation illiquid assets in liquid. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna track with inflation right so you know people that own homes Guess what? They've been seeing their home prices go up in price. And it's been keeping up with inflation rates, which mm-hmm. is good, right? That's good for the homeowner. Bad for somebody that's trying to be the very first-time homebuyer. So inflation, of course, is the killer of the middle class. We Silent do not want to, It is. It is a killer of the middle class. It's something that governments are 100% in control of because they print their money.
0: This is probably in recent years. I know it in recent years, but probably over the last couple decades, that inflation has actually been newsworthy.
1: Oh, it's 2% every single year for the last 40 years since Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. and now we're hitting 10% almost in the last year and a half. Yeah. All right, man. Um, so we're on the year? second beer. Let's do it.
0: So like Cody said, this is the skull pin uh, Grapefruit Skullpin. Uh, this is from Ballast Point out of, uh, what, San Diego, right? Yeah. Um, real weird can. Like I said, it's a tigerfish or whatever the hell No, is. No, no,
1: that's That's a lionfish. Lionfish. But, no.
0: That's a jungle catfish. Um, <laughs> Over across some pebbles. Really weird can. Honestly, I hate the can <laughs> from an artwork standpoint. I think it looks weird.
1: I like it, well, really it It's very it's very like San Diegan. Yeah, you're weird. Those lionfish um, a lot of people probably know of them because they're invasive species uh, In in uh, Florida, I believe you actually can get like five bucks a head So there's a lot of divers that will actually go get like their entire paycheck in lionfish every weekend Like They'll oh, go cool. they'll go capture like, you know, like 30 or 40 of these things which these guys love fishing, anyway. So they just go out, they take their nets out, and they just you know go out and dive because you got to get these in the reef. You got to hand catch every one of them. Hmm. And uh, I'm telling a little bit of background here. I don't know if Ballast Point wants to, but anyways, um, it's kind of a neat, neat little thing to know because like they're invasive species. They kill everything around them. They eat all of the fish. They're bad fish. They're not. They're from I think the India Ocean. Um, what do you think about this rating, buddy?
0: Oh, I love Ballast Point. What do you I, like I the love the specific. I love the brewery, um, but then Grapefruit Skullpin.
1: Oh, uh, Clutch. Okay, what's your what's your score?
0: I think this is an honest four zero all day long. I like it. Two three. You're trash, dude. It sucks. You're so trash.
1: I'm sucks. sorry, dude. Ballast Point. Sorry, guys. Maybe you guys have a better beer for me. Um, this one is not a good one for me. Jared is so frustrated right now. He, like, he's looking at me. He's closing his eyes. He actually, I think you he might want to walk
0: away. You know what's frustrating is because for the first time in a while, um, you drank your first beer mm-hmm. before me. It's like he either really likes it or he hates it because he's trying to get through it. I hate it. Like, it
1: I, I, I'm giving it a 2 3, and I might actually want to say less than that, but I don't want to hurt Bowell's point. Um, that much, I'm just saying, wow. guys. Um, wow. Maybe what it's going on here is, is that uh, grapefruit maybe shouldn't be mixed with beer. I don't know. It's funny. I've had more grapefruits the last week because I've been staying at home, guys. I just had my uh, second child, which is really cool. <laughs> um but i've decided uh my little daughter who's two now we went grocery shopping without my wife she wanted the grapefruits and she started just grabbing them because they're kind of bigger than the oranges and so she started grabbing them and she can kind of finally hold them because her hands are big enough she has enough Mm groove strength and i was like kind of impressed and i was like well let's grab these because we never really buy these so we you know whenever me and her shop it's kind of like we just grab many as we want and we throw them in the cart you know mom's not there yeah so i grabbed like five of them and i've been eating a lot of grapefruit all week long so, I right now, I have a very distinctive note of what grapefruit should taste like. And I'm wondering if that's affecting my scoring on this. Again, guys. So, let
0: me say, so you become a grapefruit snob for the last week. Stay at home with your new son Maverick.
1: As of right now, and I probably will not buy grapefruits for another year, but for whatever reason, me and Lillian have been eating gra- every morning. I'm cutting up grapefruits and we are. Does she like it? Oh, yeah. Me and her annihilated two grapefruits yesterday morning. Two of them. And I, of course, am eating a whole one and she's eating a whole one. Wow. Yeah. Which is, grapefruits are a lot of fruit. Oh, did that mess up a little stomach, too? Because with all the acid in the grapefruit? No, dude. Cheese, a lot of fruit. Oh, good. Yeah. So, guys, sorry about that one. If you're you're a Ballast Point fan, grapefruit, skullpen, You know, honestly, I've had a couple of other beers from these guys. I think they've been pretty good in the past for whatever reason. Sorry, Jared. You're trash. Okay. All right. Well, I do. I had a couple right things there. I wanted to get um, on the table. Um, I mentioned a couple of politicians. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, AOC. AOC. They've all supported a wealth tax, um, and really what they've stated, and, and this was actually in an article that said, you know, sh- we should get rid of billionaires. This was in the Wall Street, not the Wall Street Journal. What's the other big one? The New, New York, New York Times. Times. The New York Times. Uh, I guess this article was one of that was passed around, and they're all kind of referenced because they got um, interviewed. Really, what a wealth tax is is a way to prevent people from keeping more than a billion dollars in booty, as they call it. So essentially, they kind of like they're already stating that these billionaires have a chest full of gold and they're (laughs) hiding it from other people. (laughs) That's a weird word to use, right? Booty. Mm -hmm. That's how you use pirate. pirate pirate Pirate-esque. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, But more than likely would mean a higher marginal tax on income, wealth, and estates for billionaires and people on their way. To becoming billionaires. That's really what they're trying to look at doing. And so how they broke it down. And I don't know if you saw this is, I think Elizabeth Warren has the most complete plan, but she's stating that anybody over that has over $50 million in net worth would see a 2% tax on all net worth. And then after you get over, I believe it was 500 million, maybe it was a little bit less than that you start getting into about a 6% net worth tax. And, and guys, just what this would mean is for anybody that owns a home, maybe owns partial of their car, maybe has a retirement account, you, of course you don't have $50 million. Maybe some of you guys do. But what that would mean is let, let's say you have $100,000 in your retirement account or maybe you have $100,000 with your, your, your car paid off maybe some of your mortgages paid off and your retirement. In your home. Yeah, exactly. So let's say you have $100,000 of what we would call net worth. Yeah. You know?
0: Net net worth is asset minus liability.
1: Exactly. So let's say that you have some some uh, some net worth. Yep. They would come to you and say 2% this year. 2% this year. 2% this year. Every single year they would tax you on your net worth of everything that you had. Whether it went up or down. Now, you know, if it, oh, go ahead.
0: you know, my problem with the net worth thing is, is, is you, I don't know if you explicitly stated it, in a, and I'm sorry if you did, if, if this is a repeat, but guys, it's not net worth of liquid cash, it's net worth of total assets. This right? is. Yeah. So th- therefore, depending on your asset allocation, if you will, depending on if it's in your home or your cars or, or, or whatever, what if you don't have that liquid cash? Now they're forcing you in a way, to sell assets to pay this, this tax.
1: I love this, there is a perfect chart I, find from the Brookings, I found from the Brookings Institute, it is so awesome. What they did is they, they broke down the percentage of assets in dollar amounts for your net worth. So me and Jared, let's say our net worth is $10,000. We would have approximately 10% of that in cash. Hmm. So a 1000 bucks. Okay. Okay. In our primary residence, we would have approximately 30%.
0: Makes sense. And, and equity, guys. Exactly. Equity being what the home is worth versus mm-hmm. what you owe. You have a vehicle. You have some equity in that vehicle. If you don't, you know, maybe. I'll you, say depending on. Yeah. Maybe you own it is, outright
1: yeah. or maybe it's a used that you own outright or maybe it's a new car and you have some equity in that. About 25% in your car. For somebody that's under $10,000 in wow, income. High. It is, but some people own very expensive cars. That's a good point. Right? Retirement, you're looking at about 10%. Oh, the very Right? A life insurance, interesting enough, around 3 to 4%. Huh. And then you get it on the list of all these little tiny things. Mutual funds, maybe if you own a business,
0: manage assets, uh-huh. things like that. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm sounding like an idiot here, but life insurance is an asset? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So...
1: Real quick, that's $10,000. Then they go through $100,000, million, 10 million, 100 million billionaires. And so some people start saying, okay, well, well, billionaires, they have a billion dollars. They have actually less than 1% of that in liquid cash. And I think we've got into an argument here, Jared, right? About Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Less than 1% of that billion dollars is in cash. So what's uh, less, let's say 1%, what's 1% of a billion dollars? Million. A million bucks. Or is it 10, 10 million? million? Yeah, it's 10, 10 million. million. I'm sorry. So they have $10 million in cash. Yeah,
0: right, because a thousand million is, but yeah.
1: Okay, so Jeff Bezos, the Elon Musk out there, they got $10 million in cash. Okay. And all the rest of their net worth, this is where it gets kind of crazy. They don't have any of that in their primary residence. They don't have that in vehicles. They, they don't have in that stock. in retirement. They don't have that in life insurance. They don't even have that in stocks. What? They have it in their current business interest. Most billionaires do. So, again, for like an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos, that is in stocks for their business that they started. But most billionaires are private billionaires. So, the average billionaire is going to have a lot of interest. This is like Trump, right? Trump Enterprises is a private company. Mm-hmm. So anyways, 60% of their net worth is locked up specifically in their business. So even though they have a billion dollar net worth, do they have access to any of that? No. Jeff Bezos doesn't have access to any of that money. Elon Musk has very little access to his money as well.
0: Well, I thought you were gonna go down a different path. In my head, I thought I already heard the conclusion because what I was gonna hear is I I was falsely um, under the impression that it was gonna be tied up in stocks. So I was gonna answer the question, I was preemptively answering the question at least, what happens whenever Jeff has to come up with this X percent? He has to drive Amazon's stock price way the hell down by getting the liquid capital, therefore impacting the Us and eyes that are uh, you know middle to upper middle that own Amazon stock. This is That's where other- I thought you were going. No, no this is actually funny. I, didn't, I, kind of, I, I agree with that statement, actually.
1: But this chart and a video I watched about the different levels of billionaires, <clears throat> as billionaires age... They become divested in their original interest company. Hmm. So look at Bill Gates' portfolio. Microsoft is less than 1%. That's weird. Hmm. Bill Gates, of course, everybody knows. He's a co-founder of Microsoft. He owned almost 50% of it at one point with Paul Allen. He made his billions from Microsoft in the 90s and early 2000s. He has divested from there slowly. And he's pretty much completely divested out of Microsoft, and now he owns a majority of Berkshire Hathaway. He owns Coca-Cola, IBM, a lot of different stocks. So now he's a now majority of his wealth is in stocks, which is much more liquid than a business interest. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, he's not liquid at all. So comparably, even though Jeff Bezos on paper is a higher net worth, every single dollar that he sells in his net worth will decrease every dollar going forward. Bill Gates can sell all of his $120 billion right now, and he'll probably get close to $120 billion. I didn't know these levels of... Because of how his money is held. So, like a Warren Buffett might actually be more wealthy than all the other billionaires because he's so divested out of... He, he has his money spread across so many different businesses. So even if he sells his you know, large interest in Coca-Cola... It's not the majority share anymore. Like Jeff Bezos
0: has twenty percent of Amazon. Kind of interesting, right? So I, I think I get where you're going, but the problem is, is I don't care if it's the Bill Gates example or the Jeff Bezos example. Whenever you own billions of dollars worth of anything, there's no way in hell. And I know you're just using round figures, but I think your example was one hundred twenty billion in Coca-Cola and other, you know, yeah. uh, Berkshire Hathaway for Bill Gates there is no way in hell that he would get anywhere close to $120 billion because the second someone got wind... Well, that that's he's, his total that, portfolio. Yeah, I get that. But okay. the second someone catches wind, that he's moving large chunks of money out of Coca-Cola. Every single stock, it, it, it's going to plummet. So he... I don't know. What I don't socks, know, though. Man.
1: Because Jeff, I didn't know this. Jeff Bezos sells about $2 billion in Amazon stock every year. And that doesn't move the net needle for Amazon stock. $2 billion a year, he moves. So if I was Bill Gates, I could probably move... Two five six billion of my Berkshire Hathaway tat? Uh, uh Are you making yeah, that up?
0: Is that really he sells two billion dollars a year? Uh huh. I wasn't how, aware of that
1: that's how much he funds all of his other projects. Now again, he, I wasn't can, aware of that. he can do that without any actual repercussions to his net worth because he's right now gaining two billion plus a year in net income. According or sorry, income. net in oh net, net worth net worth yeah. Hmm. So okay, c- couple neat things. There. Wrong.
0: I, I thought <laughs> I thought the second the majority owner or the founder. Started divesting, it was gonna become hot news, like, oh yeah. shit, the stock is on fire, get out now.
1: No, I so I do think that happens with as they age, and, and so this is what I was trying to get to, like Jeff Bezos, he's not the CEO anymore. He's starting to move away like Bill Gates did. Bill Gates is gone. If he sells his Microsoft, he's already done now, it. didn't
0: Jeff like announce it like a year ago that exactly. he was gonna step down. Yeah. So
1: guess what? He's starting to kind of move away and he's starting he can sell whatever he wants. He's trying to do the Bill Gates route ten years earlier. Right? Because he was able to get more money earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyways, this is a very neat chart, guys. All I was trying to get to is is that when you start getting into the higher escalons of income, 10 million, 100 million sorry, I use the word income there improperly, um, higher levels of net worth, 10 million, 100 million, $1 billion you don't have that money. That's what I'm trying to get to. You don't have access to that money. That money is locked up. In your name, your goodwill, your company, in your business interest, they don't have access to any of those funds. So we were talking about the Warren, uh, Elizabeth Warren plan. Let me tax you 2%. So if you are $50 million, say you have $50 million and you have to pay that 2% tax. What's 2% on $50 million? $200,000? Uh, no. 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 No, no, no. Yeah, Two? half a million. Yeah, Half a million bucks.
0: Half million would be, on 50 million, would be 1%, right?
1: Yeah, so it's yeah. 1 million bucks. Yep. Oh, shit, okay. So you have to pay $1 million. You I, pay- I love public
0: math. I know, right? <laughs> it's such a pain. I know.
1: Me and you are looking at each other, and I think it yeah, confused like, us because I, I was just looking at the come table. Come on. Yeah. Um, I'm like, is he going to say the right number, or am I going <laughs> to say the right number? So it's a million bucks on 50, 000, $50 million. So the government comes by your house and says, hey, Mr. Uh, 50 millionaire, you owe me a million bucks. Hmm. Do you have a million dollars?
0: Not in liquid cash.
1: According to this, no. Like according to this chart, you don't even have close to 50 million dollars or a million. Or sorry, a million bucks in cash. Your house, you could probably mortgage your house and get that money. You could sell Checking some of your home stocks. Equity loan every year? You could sell some of your stocks every year? Every year. So where are you going to get that million dollars to pay the government? You have to sell some of your business interest. You have to sell some of your stocks. You have to sell some of your pri- you have to mortgage your house. You have to maybe sell your car. It, it, guys, I am not trying to say that these people don't have the money. They could probably figure it out. They've built a big portfolio of $50 million. They could probably figure it out, of course. But now you're taxing them a million dollars a year for just having $50 million. What's going to happen? What are they going to do with that $50 million? This is what I think is really cool. Europe, a couple countries. Did you see any other countries uh, how they have done this wealth tax? Mm. So a couple of other countries have done wealth taxes. Sweden, um, Austria, Germany, Iceland, Sweden, and France have all had some type of wealth tax over the last 50 years at some point or another. You see how I didn't say they don't have them anymore? Mm-hmm. France is probably the best case because it's actually the exact same plan that w- Elizabeth Warren is actually advocating for to some extent. The numbers are the, – the amount of money, uh, net worth is a little bit different because apparently our millionaires are a little bit more rich than France millionaires.
0: Mm. What's well, the euro versus the dollar, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, this is funny though. In, euro- in France, they, they have turned off their wealth tax four times and turned it back on three times. So they, they started in the eighties, they turned it off, they restarted it back in the eighties and they've kept it going and they've just recently turned it off. Their wealth tax is essentially stating, hey, if you make if you have a wealth of over a certain amount, we're going to tax your net worth. We're gonna come by, we're gonna count all of your assets, we're gonna come in and look at this painting and get it appraised. How much money do you think France's government is actually having to spend to appraise oh, all gosh. these items? It's such a waste of money. Like, coming in and look, we're looking at a piece of painting here and saying, hmm, this is worth, let's say, $10,000. Like, come on now. Stupid. Like, stupid, right? So, <laughs> since enacting the law, how many France millionaires have left the country? Are you asking for a percentage? No, no, no. A number. Because the number... I didn't even know as many people lived in France. <laughs> that just kind of tells you how many... Like, it's just crazy. Like, it seems like... Paris's population left. Million people. No, it's not oh, that big. Okay, sixty thousand millionaires, which is a lot of millionaires. Sixty thousand millionaires have left France. They've taken all their money, moved out of France since the laws have been enacted.
0: Could you blame them?
1: That's exactly what I'm They're trying to say. They're
0: penalizing you for success.
1: They, that's exactly what I'm saying. That guy that has fifty million dollars that started a construction company, that started some type of software tech company, that started. Um, I don't care. A a granite company making furniture, whatever it is, he now has a $50 million net worth, maybe $20,000 in the bank in cash, but the rest of it's all net worth because of his business interest. Now you're going to charge him? What's he going
0: to do? He's going to move to Costa Rica. You know, I'll never understand why you penalize success. (sighs) It's weird. I don't, I, I, I tried, man. I even wrote, I even wrote. I even read Teen Vogue because they were clearly very pro-co-worker killing all the mil- billionaires, basically. <laughs> and, and, of course, I'm, I'm being very, uh, very hyperbole for yeah, a fact, right? Yeah. Um, but, but in all seriousness, I mean, they were very anti-billionaire. They couldn't believe. I even watched this little rice video to where it was a grain of rice. And it was depicting um, – the, the sheer magnitude of a billion because one grain of rice equated to 100,000. I'm sure you've seen They're trying to say that. It's waste. It's wasteful. But what I don't get is where is this arbitrary 50 million coming from? Where is this arbitrary billion coming from? Like, why are you penalizing anyone for except, now, if you do it unethically, Okay. Oh, yeah. There's laws that's, around that. That's a different issue. Yeah, fraud. But if someone busts their ass, creates something, creates a shit ton of jobs in the process, because it's, it's not like you and I, uh, we're going to have a six pack one day, and overnight we're going to create this idea, and the next morning we're going to wake up billionaires. Like, guys, you have no idea the sacrifice, the relationships yeah. that this cost. No, uh, of course, you know it's very difficult to start equating that or quantifying that, right, I guess. But these people just didn't, it it takes them 20 years to be an overnight success.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And even when they're successful, and I don't know how I can get this through, and maybe you can better summarize it, but the money that billionaires have, whenever you speak of any billionaires, Elon Musk, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, the billions of dollars they have, hundreds of billions of dollars, they don't have any of it. I don't know how I can get that through any better because we, they don't have any of that money. It does not exist in their, in their wallet. It doesn't exist in their bank account. They don't have access to it. it is, it's paper. It's, it's fake almost. Is there a better way to iterate it's that? numbers on the screen. Exactly. And it's not like they can buy stuff with it. They can't go out and go buy a yacht with any of that stuff. No. Like it doesn't it doesn't equate to the money that's in your checking account. And so that's the one thing that's funny. And I had a kind of a, a funny little number here because I this is the this is the craziest thing I've ever watched. So Elon Musk at one point had about three hundred billion dollars in net worth. OK. Three hundred billion dollars.
0: Still couldn't pay for Twitter out of his pocket. <laughs> he had to raise he had to raise money. Exactly.
1: He only had about 10 billion that he could actually. Raise. And he bought Twitter for
0: 44. Exactly. So he had to sell million, a bunch of 20.
1: stock right tanked his own stock a little bit to do it right and then he had to go get another 44 or sorry thirty-four million. Yeah, exactly yeah. from investors from bankers things like that so he can't even buy 44 billion dollars that means he can't buy a yacht you know that's expensive like, he doesn't have the money to do that kind of stuff but here's the funny thing if you take his entire net worth and you just cash it out and you're able to get the exact same equation for it just for fun here um, you're able to buy every <laughs> single professional sports team in the US. All the NFL teams, all of the MLB teams, all the NBA teams, and all of any NHL teams, and still have about thirty two billion dollars left over.
0: For three hundred billion? Honestly <laughs> <Odyssey> though, man. <laughs>
1: you imagine that he's like, and you know what? I got thirty two billion, I'll buy a couple soccer teams.
0: You know what I don't get, man, is, is- and I, I think I touched on this a little bit uh, a couple episodes ago whenever the Elon and Twitter thing really come, came to fruition. I don't know why more billionaires don't do what Elon did with Twitter. Like, if you have fuck you money, why not do fuck you things?
1: But the thing is, is that he actually doesn't have it. Like, I think he is able to do it because, he, like he said, al- asset like you said, asset allocation. He knows that he doesn't have the money. But you know what he does know? He can go and sell other people, hey guys, Twitter right now is not a very profitable company. They're, they're actually not. On paper, they suck as a company. They're not Facebook. They're not Instagram before they got bought. They're not Snapchat. Twitter sucks at making profit. So Elon Musk is like, hey, guys, um, I got some money in the bank. Um, I'm going to fix Twitter. Oh, do you want to you wanna come on the road with me here? So he can go sell it, and like he, like he said to Jared's point, is he's better at asset allocation. Mm-hmm. That's all he says. Is he, he, he went out and sold. Hey, I'm going to do the same thing with Twitter that I did with electric cars, that I did with rockets, that I would, did with drilling in the ground. You mm-hmm. know, like He can just say, I know how to make sure that things are semi-profitable or very profitable, which is interesting because Twitter is a weird one I get it. There's probably some righteous stuff going on, too, a little bit, right? The whole freedom of speech that we talked mm-hmm. about. But a banker, why wouldn't a banker just give him a loan for that company? It, they're going to make their money back, right? He's going to pay them back. There's only a
0: handful of banks in the world that can loan out $44 billion. Well, he can get 20 banks. Mm, count them on one hand, probably. Well, you can get 20 banks that all <laughs> yeah, give him yeah, a, yeah. a, a billion bucks. Yeah.
1: Right? Weird, right?
0: It's a whole different world. We're not in the world. Well, I I just, I I really commend you on the job that you did as far as, because, you know, honestly, I think earlier on in my life, I thought, you know, I grew up watching Shark Tank, right? Oh, yeah. And I would always think like, you know, whenever Mark Cuban or Damon John or Barbara Corcoran or, you know, Kevin O'Leary, all those guys, whenever they would make like a million dollar investment, I'm like, well, that's a rounding error in your portfolio. I mean, you're worth a hundred billion dollars or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, dude, that's a like lot of money. Asset millionaire and billionaire, which is a millionaire and billionaire in assets, yeah. right? It just people don't realize what assets is. Yeah, versus cash. You know, they think only cash is an asset. They don't don't realize the holistic picture. I think of what makes up your net worth. And so I really commend you on the job that you did. Of, of I think I hope our listeners agree as far as articulating what exactly goes into your net worth, right? Because too many people think that. Elon had in his checking account $300 billion. Yeah. And I'm not faulting them. It's just you don't really think about what that means to be a billionaire. It's not just liquid money. No. No, like he had to sell a bunch of his Tesla stock to
1: even be able to get the Twitter deal. Like, he didn't have enough money, guys. Like, that's how you know there's a problem here. Like, with, the, with what, what happens uh, with the media, they say, oh, he's a, he has $300 billion. We need to tax him at, uh, in, Warren, in Elizabeth Warren's mind, six percent on that every year. Six percent, and he just paid the biggest tax bill in. US history. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to tax him 10 percent on his net worth. What's six percent on 300 billion dollars? And then what happens? Because he's not worth 300 billion dollars right now he's worth 200... is that
0: 14, 13
1: billion dollars. OK, well, guess what? He's only worth 220 right now. So what point in time? Are you going to do that? And all of a sudden, the next day, you just say, oh,
0: sorry, uh, looks like you paid overpaid us. No. You, you know what? I would at least, look, uh, okay, truthfully, now we're in a third B, I'm allowed to give my opinion, I guess. I'm not for the plan. Clearly, I, I'm not for the wealth tax. I think it's horrible. <laughs> but let me go on the other side of the fence real quick, and let me try to play the game. What do you honestly think the government would do? Let's say they get an influx of an extra $500 billion in tax revenue. With this. So Elizabeth Warren says $3 trillion would be raised from this. That's the number. $3 trillion. Okay, $3 trillion. So in your heart of hearts... I don't think our, that's true, but let's just... Let's, let's, let's indulge. Yeah, let's yeah, indulge. Three, I, three I'm sure she did the math. I'm sure she has some economists to back it up, right? It only yeah. takes one PhD economist, and you can kind of convince me because you're a smart guy or girl. Yeah. So let's indulge. $3 trillion. Mm-hmm. Right now, we are, I think, $20 trillion yeah. in debt. So you mean to tell me I think I think twenty trillion approaching thirty. Remember, we looked at this and oh, it was gosh, blow, right. it blew us away. Gosh, you're right. No, look it up. Okay, if you don't mind, because it's going to be dependent on my point that I make.
1: It's I think it's going to make us so sick. U.S. national debt is thirty trillion dollars. So it is. It, it, that's that a multiple. It. Just that so you me. know that of what me. you said, which is so weird. Like, oh, it's not twenty to thirty dollars. Twenty to thirty trillion dollars should take us twenty
0: hundred years to get to, and it took us two years. Yeah. So, gosh, all right, that's a different podcast. That's a different subject. So, thirty, 30 trillion. Oh my god. Okay. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. So, let's say Elizabeth Warren math checks. We tax every billionaire net worth, and okay, influx of three trillion dollars. In your heart of hearts what do you think the government would do? Do you think, A, they would increase their budget next year by three tr- or $5 trillion to buy more shit? Or B, do you think they would actually apply that to the national debt and then the next year would be 27, and for the next nine years we would just save $3 trillion?
1: Remember earlier when I gave that scenario when the government was going to give us a million bucks to you know allocate this podcast better yep. and, and hire more people? Yep. And we both laughed and said, yeah, that sounds very altruistic. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. sounds great on paper. And we both laughed and said, you know what? Probably wouldn't happen. We probably would spend some of it.
0: Good things. I would hope so.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then 800,000 of it would probably be on some stupid shit. You know,
0: new microphones. Do you know how cool the podcast room we had built? Exactly. Exactly. Do we need it? Do we need it?
1: No. So that's exactly. I would
0: have the comfiest chair
1: in my podcast. Bingo! Room. You'd oh. buy that that three thousand dollar chair that you don't need. Thirty thousand. Okay. They don't even make them. <laughs> so to Jared's make, point, it in gold. I don't me care. and Jared right now that are, <laughs> are semi responsible. The government with our own money, right? Yeah. The government when they're getting this three trillion dollars from from other people, are they going to be responsible?
0: No. No. As they've proven, over thirty trillion dollars <laughs> in debt. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're bad asset allocators. Are, Why would I want to give you more money? That's literally like I'm a credit card company. All right, so I'm Jones Credit Card. You are horrible with money, Cody. You max out every credit card you've ever had. I'm going to increase your limit now. <laughs> that's that's the same logic, is it not? It's it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Like, let me just take your limit
1: and expand it because you love not to pay it. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. That's actually pe- pe- funny. People, people were like, kind of making fun of the whole rice example. Like, oh my gosh, how much is a billion dollars? How much is thirty trillion dollars? How much is that? <sighs> what? It, it, it's something crazy. I think we went over this in the in the debt episode. Tour. It's like, you can fill the Grand Canyon up with thirty trillion grains of sand three times, or some crazy stat like that. Oh yeah. my god! I know it hurts.
1: Here's a funny one. So, uh, I don't. I think I might have told you this, but you probably forgot when I was. Uh, when, <laughs> Thank you. Well, dude, it was ten years ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like it was a blip on the radar. Okay. this is um you know, I talked about earlier, everyone got those those stimulus checks uh a few years ago. It was really cool. The government said, Hey, you know what? People lost their jobs, people are not working, we're trying to stop the spread of COVID. We're gonna help offset some of the challenges with sixteen hundred bucks. With a three trillion dollar you know, plan. You know, three trillion dollars. Divided by you know 180 million Americans equal 1600 bucks per American. Got it. And this is what happens when you divide big numbers by big numbers. You end up with a small number. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't ever be big. Like everyone thinks, oh my god, three trillion dollars. I want to get like a million dollars. No, you end up with a 1600 bucks, 1500 bucks. So here's a funny one. Um, when I was graduating ASU, <clears throat> I had um, when you're buying like your gown and shit. You there's like uh, a bunch of different sponsors that you talk to, and one of them had me enter like a pricing. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll enter it." Enter into what? I'm sorry. Like a prize contest. Like oh a, like okay, got gotcha. yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I entered it. You know, every every guy just enters into it because for well, fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: remember this? Yes, I do. I you in the apartment? Yeah.
1: I fucking won. Yep. Which was so cool. It was like a two thousand dollars MacBook, right? No, no. no. Uh, so I got to choose. It was a MacBook. It was a uh, like a Samsung TV. Like I'm taking those, credit for remembering this, by the way. Yeah, I remember it was a MacBook. Yeah. And, or like a Samsung when the first curved TVs came out. Yep. Or cash, right? So I took the cash. You know, it was like on like a, Visa gift cards. Yeah, exactly. Visa gift cards or American Sports gift cards. So it was like two $2,000, maybe $1,500. I think it, it was probably about $1,500 because the MacBook was probably about $2,000. The cash is probably going to be a little bit less, right? I was like, I'll take the cash. And so when you, take, when you get that free cash... Okay, I'm a, I'm a responsible 22-year-old. <laughs> no, you know what? I thought back, and I was like, okay, I got this $1,500. Um, I'm going to go buy a new TV, buy a new coffee table, buy a new media stand. Well, shit, that was 1500 bucks real fast. Mm. So I thought about this, and I was like, man, even if we took all of this money from the billionaires, and we started to distribute it or redistribute it to some extent and, and mm-hmm. did a, a new program to help um, you know low-income earners or, or low to medium-income earners become um, You know middle-income or, mm-hmm. or higher middle income mm-hmm. We want everyone to be we want everybody to have a solid living standpoint would that actually happen
0: no? No, it, it can't I'm sorry, you know the the natural curve of society with all things Right, whether it's the 80 20 rule whether it's the natural bell curve There's always gonna be outliers right on both sides unfortunately guys it, it breaks my heart that people are living in poverty and look, I get I'm not talking to everyone living in poverty who's made bad decisions, but the overwhelmingly large majority have. You know, honestly, uh, to your point about the whole $1,500, <clears throat> so I'll never forget this as long as I live, because I still give a shit about it still to this day. So this is like early March of 2020. Do you know when the first stimulus checks it? Just for, are you going to say, let's call it May? May. I think it was May. Yeah, it was like two months after. Yeah, May, June. So May, yeah, that, that probably makes sense. So March, March of 2020. Everyone is just losing their energy ass in the stock market, right? March 23rd, 2020 was the bottom. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, gosh, it was horrible. It, stocks were on big time sale. And uh, anyways, I'll never forget this. My brother-in-law, he was over here and I've been at him for two or three years at this point in time, you know, about investing and, you know, how this is how you accumulate wealth. Like, like yeah. I said, any and every time I could interject a, a investment tidbit, I wouldn't. I probably annoyed him. Aside here, guys, not just
1: because it's his brother-in-law, Anytime Jared wants to help people, he says, "Hey, ten bucks, but ten bucks a paycheck. All it takes. Ten bucks in a mutual fund. Yep. I'll tell you what exactly you're gonna do." He advocates to every single person he meets. Here's the easiest way to become a millionaire. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's it's Dude, that honestly, easy. Honestly, unless unless you're
0: 50 years old, you can become a millionaire. Honestly, shout out. There's no way in hell he's listening. Tony Perone. Um, he was the guy that ended up commissioning me, but he was my my investments teacher. My freshman or sophomore year at the academy and he had a stack of there was 20 kids 20 cadets in the class stack of $100 and $25 Starbucks gift cards and he goes who wants to be a millionaire and of course everyone raised their hand and he puts a $5 gift card on every single one of our desks no. he goes invest let this be your last Starbucks coffee and, and not a knock on Starbucks this was just in general people that send you know $5 every day he goes let this be your last $5 coffee Spend what you were going to do on Starbucks every single day for the next 40 years and you'll be a millionaire. And all of a sudden, I started doing the the math and doing the time value money and doing, you know, uh, literally learning about compounding interest. And it really just stuck with me. So yes, I do say start with $10 because it's true. But anyways, so I was on my brother-in-law and uh, to Cody's point, everyone apparently. (laughs) And he was sitting at my kitchen island and I finally got through to him in March. I was like, dude, think of this right now as time traveling. And he at me all perplexed. I was like, Right now, the stocks are literally like we're two years ago. That's how, that's how on sale they are right now.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I did. So I
0: was like, you were literally time-traveling investing right now. And then so fast forward two months, and stimulus hits his check, or his bank account. And I'm like, hey, Matt, you, you, you're going to buy some more, you know, the index fund that we talked about? And then he buys a, if the stimulus check was $1,600, he buys a $1,595 bike. Bicycle, mountain bike. Ah, uh, yeah. And I was like, "You break my heart." <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: it, it's it's one of those things. Sorry, sorry brother-in-law. Sorry. Whenever sorry, you get
0: free money, it's very difficult because whenever you don't earn it, whenever you don't work for it, it's just free. Like very similar to your example, if you get fifteen hundred dollars, you pissed it away. Hundred percent. Because that's so. My that was a long way of saying. You, I don't know how you could fix this problem, if all of a sudden Jeff gives a million dollars to me tomorrow. Do I piss it away? Yeah, I probably do. Well, no, no I'm too t- tight. But you know what I'm saying? Because it's gifted, I probably piss a little bit away. I yeah, I have fun with it.
1: No, no because yeah,
0: I, yeah. I I didn't work for it. I didn't really feel the blood, sweat, yeah. tears that goes into making a million dollars. Like you can't give people. You can't you can't fix anything by just giving it to someone. Yeah, right. hundred percent. And dude, this is so. I heard this
1: analogy the other day. It's not even an analogy. It's actually what happens in real life. And I, it was so relevant to me. It, it connected with me so well. So this, this, this guy, it was a little podcast I was listening too. He's, uh, he gave the example. He's like, Hey, um, you know, capitalism, you know, it, it's all, it, it sounds always evil, but it's really the only way to raise a population out of poverty. And let and let me give you an example. He said, this is not my example. This is not what I said. This just gentleman, um, he's like, right now, if you go to Africa and you go to any community, you'll see a bunch of people wearing Super Bowl 32 t-shirts of non the winner. They'll have a bunch of t-shirts that were given to them from another country. They're just donated for free. They'll have a bunch of clothes that are maybe not printed properly, and they're given to them. Do you think the local seamstress has the opportunity to ever grow their business? No. They'll have food dropped off in certain communities once a month, canned food items. Do you think the local farmer has the ability to grow their business? No. And so when you start giving people things, the person that has the means to grow or want to grow their business is actually sidelined. And he said this in such a unique way because I've seen kids in third world countries, right, in, in some parts of Asia, some parts of Africa, where they are wearing those shirts, where they have those crates dropped off of food. And I'm, I, never have, I never realized that every single time that happens, I get it. Those are impoverished areas. Those are people that need food. Those are people that need clothes. But every single time that happens, you're essentially ruining somebody else's business model. Because now somebody else can't say, hey, yeah, I can make a shirt for $3 for you. Because if they can never make a shirt for $3... Well, you
0: can't compete with free.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> and, and when he put that in perspective for me, I was thinking... I'm not trying to create a millionaire or a billionaire. I'm just trying to create a model that creates a self sustaining model.
0: Man, you know what's interesting? And this is kind of dark. I mean, so with that example, and I can't refute any of those examples you gave, whether it was food. Isn't that sickening almost though? It makes you feel
1: almost sick, right?
0: Well, does does charity work? (sighs) Does donating I know money work
1: then? I think long term, no. Short-term, yes. So I think there's, there has to be a ladder type approach almost, right? When you do charity, when you do, when you do those drop-offs in those communities, I think, yes, I get it, guys. Right now in America, there are probably parents right now trying to find infant formula, right? The infant formula shortage is a problem, yeah, yeah. right? It's a challenge. But guess what? Guess who's stepping up? There's some moms out there that are producing extra milk or whatever it is, and they're saying, hey, you know what? I'm donating my milk. Cool. Yep. Fantastic. Long term, should that be the solution? No, that's a short term little thing, little blip on the radar, and then goes back to normal. If you did that long term, what would happen to those formula companies? You'd go out of business? Exactly. Do we want that? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on we should do a whole thing on that. I don't know if we're even, you know, two men. I don't okay, know. I'd say two men. Two men. I don't it. know. I like it. My, my wife's all, you know, she's super natural type person, guys, so she <laughs> rants about the whole formula thing right now. But oh, that's funny. Um,
0: but there's some women that can't produce and Exactly. No, uh, so no, yeah. Really. yeah,
1: yeah. It's like 5% of the population. I get it. I get it. But the problem there is is that if if it became permanent, those all those people that work at those companies would would not have a job tomorrow.
0: We don't want that. Yeah, but what about organizations like the church or the Red Cross or Yeah. them donating to
1: third world countries. Does it cause a slow, a, a, a slowing of progress, and I think it might. When he said that to me, I'm like, man, or not to me, He said yeah, it yeah, to it. everybody, of course. But <laughs> he was in intro- your. I took it. I took it. Intro. I took it very, very. Like I was like, man, this guy has made so much sense in so little time. When he gave that example, I was like, oh my god, yes. There are seamstresses probably in that community that cannot sell shirts. There are farmers that are saying, I don't even need to hoe my yard. I don't need to create any food. Why? I got cans of food getting dropped off. And all of a sudden, you are kneecapping an entire group of people. So again, we're getting back to billionaires here, but that, that's, that's kind of the gist of billion, taxing the wealth or of billionaires really is, is taking more wealth from them to people that need it. <clears throat> right?
0: So we got, we got I'll say let's up. wrap this up. I'm going to go bold, okay, and I'm going to go the exact opposite of the Warrens and the Sanders of the world. Ooh, And I think once you've accumulated a net worth a billion dollars, you are Rewarded. absolved of all taxes.
1: Uh, of income tax and everything? Yep.
0: You don't pay taxes. You have proven...
1: To be the best asset allocator?
0: To create.
1: <clears throat> so you're essentially saying- if you make
0: $999 million in net worth, mm-hmm. and below, you are subjected to the various tax brackets that you are subject to.
1: So you're essentially saying, hey, I'm going to incentivize people at the highest levels to reinvest their money at a zero All penalty.
0: Money. All their money.
1: Oh my God. Good job. The buddy. second you reach good a job. billion
0: dollars in net worth, and if I'm king for a day, you don't have to pay taxes in my government. Any taxes, minus sales tax for like you know pack of gum and stuff like that.
1: This is that's actually a good idea. There, there, so you're saying okay? So I'm I'm Elon Musk. Yep. I get. I, I, let's say he has an income. I don't know what his salary is. But let's say it's a, a million dollars with all of his bonuses. Guys, I, I'm sure you think it's a lot more. It's probably a million bucks. It's probably less than that. He probably has like $400,000 salary. So he gets, he has a net worth of, let's say, over $200 billion. Yep. You're saying, hey, you know what? Nope. Uh, you don't pay an income tax anymore. Nope. Because we want you to take your income and actually lower it. Because you can lower it. <laughs> Like, he can literally say, you know what? I don't need $400 $400 million. The only reason I need $400 million is because I have to pay the government 39% of it. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, you know what? I want to take it and lower it down to $200,000 because that's all I need for my living expenses. Mm -hmm. And that other $200,000, I'm going to redistribute to my employees or reinvest it into another company. Oh, interesting, Jared. Yep.
0: yep. The second you accumulate $1 billion, so... Okay. What about should what, there be billionaires? Yeah. What about what about inheritance and things like that? <clears throat> you know that like sucks. Walton family. That sucks. You know it's kind of like a but it's an things, exactly. I'm not going to make policy as King Jared for exceptions. I have to just go for the rule. So I get you know, Jim Walton left his family a shit ton. I get it. or Sam Walton. I'm sorry. Sam Walton left his family a shit. Ton. I get it, but I I I can't. I can't look at everything so gray, you know. I'm I'm just trying to make a point here. And the second you yourself accumulate, because because Sam, if he left it all to Jim, or I know Jim is obviously one of his sons, and I can't remember the others. I'm sorry, but if Sam, being such a smart person and you know high business acumen to where he was able to build this empire, if he thinks that Jim is deserving to become a billionaire, okay. So that's my world. I like it. The only thing I don't like about it is that somebody
1: still has to tally up your assets. You know, that's the only thing that's kind of funky.
0: Yeah, but we're only talking about 600 people in the world. That's true. Or, I'm sorry, in the country. Yeah, in our country. Yeah. So if somebody comes to your house, says, yeah,
1: this house is worth uh, the $200 million. Great. let me look. At There's your only going to be count. a
0: few of those 600 that are on the fringe anyways that need to be tallied. You're right. There's a couple of them that you can just count. It, you can just stocks. look at their stock portfolio. Yeah. Like, yep, got it. Public company. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what's your world?
1: I was just going to say that we don't do any. Type of well tax because I I don't know how you administrate it. I think it costs more money to administrate than actually is going to end up accumulating, um, and then the community dollars don't actually end up anywhere. Like I was just trying to say status quo. You're, I like it, man. I actually I am in agreements right here with Jared. Yeah, because you started this podcast with the quote.
0: Oh, it changed my whole perspective on taxes. Saying, That was only a few months ago, too, that you said that, I think. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking here real quick before I make sure I'm good. Let's hear it, man. Dude, if you can rebuttal it, great, but... You know I like to. Oh, I know you do. I know you're searching right now, so I'm going to give you a little bit of time to to think while I ramble on, but I was thinking on my drive home today before we recorded, I was like, you know, what am I going to say? You know, what do I truly believe? Because I don't want to just say shit that, you know, just to... Just to make a combative point. I really wanted to believe it. and All of a sudden, I really started thinking... I don't about all think a million dollars should me. be the number. I think it should be less. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, give me your number. Can't be a million. Can't no, be. That's too no, achievable. No, 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 I think hundred million. We would lose so much
1: So time I think it. it should be a hundred million bucks. Hmm. If it's a hundred million dollars, that's somebody... And again, you're not... A, everybody thinks that you're accumulating a hundred million dollars in your checking account. You're not <laughs> Nobody is dumb enough at that point in time to do it. You accumulated hundred million dollars in investments, and I want you to invest your money because when you every time you invest your money, you are giving somebody a job. You are exactly. <laughs> you so, so, you are you are trusting somebody else to use your money appropriately.
0: Hundred million in your world, okay. Well, so take a I zero think, off me. yes, I think. I think you're, dude, a billion dollars is only 600 people. I want to affect a lot more people than that. So you want to incentivize. You know what's really interesting? So there are a lot of business owners that they accumulate probably 50 million in net worth. And they, and they take their foot off the gas. Oh, yeah. So you want to keep those hungry people, those, those, those founders, hungry for the second half and get that 100. Build that empire. Build that company. I want them to build empires. And then I want them to,
1: once they hit that zero. And you know the funny thing is, is that when you hit zero. Zero tax. People would think, "Well, oh, they're just gonna relax."
0: Oh no, no, oh no! This is where it gets poured on. I oh, think. buddy, because now they have an extra forty percent to play with. Oh my God, the
1: accumulation of wealth would triple, quadruple. I don't, and it's funny. I say that, and it sounds evil, but what it really is is that. <clears throat> let's say that fifty millionaire. $50 million. They hit that 100 million mark. They're going to hit 100 million mark and then they get zero taxes. Right? Zero taxes. Cool. You know They're getting not getting taxed that much, to be honest. Most mm-hmm. of those guys have an income probably of half a million bucks a year. Right? I would say. I don't, I don't know for sure, but most of the people, they don't need more than a half a million bucks a year. They paid off their house already. They paid off most of their stuff. Right most of their money's all locked up in their business. Now, they're, now, here's the weird one. Corporate tax is funny, right? You're I saying no corporate tax. That's a big income line I item know, for federal. I know. And, and if you said zero, Apple doesn't pay tax. I know. GM doesn't pay tax.
0: I, but what do you think Apple can do with that extra revenue? They would if they. How pay, much more innovative can they be with all that extra capital, they, all that extra mm, money that they can invest in human capital and develop human? Capital. Sorry, hiring, no, I stand by them. They're probably they're probably hiring ten thousand
1: people next year, and they're going to pay them higher than twice as much as minimum wage. So in your world, hundred million, <laughs> crazy growth, crazy growth, Jared. How much backlash are we about to get on this one? I think we're going to sound uh, evil c- capitalist.
0: I think we're going to. Be- and the funny thing. Do is you think people it. understand why? I think we did a decent job of articulating our stance. Because as long as people understand, look, if you think I'm, I'm way off. Fine. Dude, I but just as long lowered you your under- number, dude. 10x. As long as you understand, I'm, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. As long as you understand the why, I want you to disagree with me on the principle of why I'm saying because clearly the established track record of what I can do with that money. 40% is a lot. 37%, whatever the hell it is, yeah. yeah I
1: think
0: the it's 39.5. 30
1: well, okay, yeah. Talk about a sales tactic there, huh? <laughs> 39.58. <five>, hey <laughs> okay, guys, let's start wrapping this thing up. Yep. Really appreciate you guys listening today. Um, should billionaires exist? It all stemmed from a conversation at the office, which honestly, I think most of these conversations should. I think they should stem from just a common conversation. You know, this is something that me and Jared talked about in our last uh, episode. Uh, I think maybe two back. Talk about these things. I think there should be always two different sides of interest. Me and Jared, of course, didn't agree 100% here. I I took it even one step further. I I, I didn't even think about lowering it. I didn't understand the repercussions in a positive manner that could occur. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to people, uh, doors open. You learn more. Different perspectives. That's what we're all about here. Yeah, man.
0: It's just a different point of view. Exactly. If you have a different point of view, man, I'd love to hear it. Okay. You guys all have a great day. Uh, Jared, where can they find us? At Six Pack Discussions. Uh, guys, <clears throat> guys, I'm going to be fully transparent here. Uh, we haven't gotten a, a suggestion of a podcast in, in quite some time for an episode. So um, feel free to DM us. You know, Cody and I are more than happy to discuss anything. Um, I, I would try to stay away from breast milk allocation just because <laughs> given our our genders, but you know, if you want to throw it on there, throw it on there, man. But, uh, anyways, at at six pack discussions, thanks for listening. See you guys.